Hello, my name is Pastor Mark Sturmer with The Church International, and I would just like to say welcome to our podcast. I know God wants to use this to speak something very positive into your life. I know this will encourage you, help you grow in your walk with the Lord. And look, if you enjoy this, leave a review, make sure you share it with someone, and go ahead and subscribe so that you won't miss out on any of the messages that God wants to communicate to you. Well, look, God bless, get ready, lean in, and watch what the Lord is about to do. Well, I'm excited today to have one of our pastors. Pastor Greg is our campus pastor over in Rose Pond, Louisiana. Come on, give him a hand clap. Not only does he do that, but he handles all of world missions. And not only does he do that, but he also oversees the De Quincy campus. He's on the lead team and so just does an incredible job. Uh, a lot of hard work. And through Rose Pond, Louisiana, brother, you're touching the whole world. And we appreciate you. You're excited to have Pastor Greg here with you guys. Yeah. I tell you, Thursday night, we had Thursday night service, which is you're always welcome to come out and be a part of that. It's really amazing. So we had Thursday night service. And Pastor Greg started preaching, and I was like, he gave a spiritual whiplash. <laughs> so you better get ready right off the bat, because here it comes. All right? Y'all welcome Pastor Greg. Come on, somebody. Too good. Too good. Come on. Can we give, can we really just give the one that matters the hand clap? Can we give Jesus, give Jesus the hand clap? Amen. Amen. I'm still, I'm still in awe that he chooses to use somebody like me. Uh, just it blows my mind, amen. Uh, but uh, while we are appreciating people, can we appreciate your senior pastor, Pastor Mark, and Pastor Sydney? Come on, do better than that. Be a house of honor, amen. Amen. You should always be honoring your spiritual leadership, and uh, you know because God has placed them uh, in your lives uh, because uh, you need them. You need them. And you have amazing spiritual leaders uh, at this campus and at the TCI in, uh, as a whole. They're just, they're authentic. And I'm so glad to uh, be a part of what God is doing. Amen. Amen. Come on, one more hand clap for Jesus. All right, so this is how this is going to go. Okay, I'm going to pray and then uh, we're going to hit. We're going to hit uh, the, the, the gas. So you might get your eyebrows peeled back really quick. Okay, so uh, just hold on. God's got something in it for you today if you're, if you're willing to listen. How many of you have eyes to see and ears to hear this morning? Okay. Then you're gonna, God's going to impart something into you. That's going to, that's hopefully going to bring you to another level. Amen. Come on, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we love you. All of this is for you. All of this is for you, Jesus. God, you've heard our voices. You've heard us declaring your goodness and our desire for you and and using what you've given us to glorify you. Now, Father, we want to hear your voice. That's a conversation. We want to hear your voice. And so, Father, let my voice, Lord, let it just fade into the background. 
that divine tones and utterances would flow through your people and over your people right now. Let our natural ears be cleansed, that we would hear the divine, that we would hear your voice. Wash us anew today. Lord, we bless you today, and we thank you for the opportunity to be in your house. In Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, amen. amen, amen. Come on, give him your best praise. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right, well, let's get our Bibles out and let's get into Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6, I'm going to read something that may be familiar to some of you and new to others. We are living in a time and an age right now to where as a pastor, Pastor Mark, I can no longer assume that everybody knows the verses I know and the stories that I know, uh, but it is our job to help you and encourage you to get in there so that you can know. Amen? Are you with me? Are y'all with me right now? And so Ephesians 6, uh, we're going we're gonna to begin in verse 10, but let me set this up for you. The whole book of Ephesians is talking about how you and I, how the church of Jesus Christ should be living our lives as we're walking along in this natural world. Are you with me? Okay. Uh, I'm engaging the epistles again, and uh, or the letters, and, and and to the churches, and all of them. Like, if you want to know how does God want me to live as I go to work, as I go into my family life, as I go, you know, uh, into the marketplace. Uh, you read the Word of God. He tells you. He leaves nothing to chance. He's not asking you to figure it out, and and, and just to be real with you, he doesn't even ask your opinion on it. Oh, okay, too fast. Okay, so, so too, too soon, Sarah, too soon. Okay, so, uh, but it, it, what's cool about how Paul writes is, is he lays things out and then he intensifies. He just gets, boy, can you imagine just living with Paul? Man, phew. People, people tell me all the time, say, Pastor, you're, you're intense. I was like, well, you should have lived with Paul probably. Like, that rascal gets intense. He's serious about what God has called him to. Amen? Amen. You may not have been able to hang with him, but you, should have, you, you sure probably could have appreciated him. And, and, and so that's where we get to verse 10 is what he's going to do here is anchor some things. He's going to anchor the whole epistle in these verses. Are y'all with me? If you're in Ephesians 6, 10, say, I am. And so what, let's, let's engage this. I'm reading from the Passion Translation. Why are you doing that, Pastor? Because I'm trying to engage more levels of God, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, I've, I've been taught and I've learned out of the Greek transliteration so much, and so now I'm, I'm leaning into the Aramaic. I'm in a journey to learn too, amen? And so I'm just pressing in, and, and, and the passion is a derivative from that. And so listen, just listen. He says, and now, my beloved ones, I have saved these most important truths for last. Look at somebody and say, this is important. Watch what this truth is. Be supernaturally, somebody say Supernaturally. Supernaturally infused. How do you know? How many of you know that when you infuse something, that's a whole new level? When you infuse something, you're putting it into every fiber. You're, you're, you're touching the, 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 the atom level. 
in something, when you infuse something, it's getting into every crack. He says, be supernaturally infused with strength through your life union. For some of you, that's a relationship with the Lord Jesus. Stand, watch this, Christian, stand victorious. Watch this, not in your own strength, but with the force of his. Somebody say his. Explosive power. Now get this, flowing in. We want the power of Jesus in us. Yeah? Come on, somebody. But that's not, that's not where he leaves it. He says, with, the, with, this, with this explosive power flowing in, now watch this, and through you. See, this is where we got to get. Because we always want to take in. But Paul says we've got to give it out. Oh, come on. Like if you've got to give in spirit, then take the power and use the power. Don't fight the power. Somebody, uh, I'm this, some of y'all, yeah, y'all know what I'm talking about. Anyway, okay, that didn't go well. Watch this, verse 11. Verse, maybe next service. Verse 11, watch this. Put on the complete set of armor provided for us so that, so that you will be protected as you fight against the evil strategies of the accuser. Paul's not saying if you're a Christian, you might have opposition. Oh, come on. He's saying, when you fight. Come on, I'm having the time of my life in my ministry right now. And I say my ministry, his ministry he's given me, but, you know. And so I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, bro, I, I, people come out and they go, how you doing? I'm saying, I'm living my best life right now. My family's saved. They're serving Jesus. I've got grandkids. I've got one on the way. Man, Rose Pine is just killing it. De Quincey's doing amazing. All of our world pastor, uh, world campuses are blowing up. We're having to find new locations for them. And all, I'm not just like, man, I'm just living. But I didn't get there. Are y'all with me? You don't, you don't do 20 years of ministry and tiptoe through the tulips all the time. Somebody? There's some engagements. But he goes on, and watch what he says in verse 12. Your hand-to-hand combat. Now, now please, please listen to this like you've never heard it before. Is not, somebody say not. Not with human beings. Some of your translations say flesh and blood. Some of your translations say the person sitting next to you. Anyway, that's too close. Watch this. But with the high, now look, here's some insight. With the highest principalities and authorities operating in rebellion under the heavenly realms. For they are, notice this, they are a powerful class of demon gods. They're they're not a bunch of chumps. Are y'all with me? Why does he say demon God? Because when you look at that, when you transliterate that, it, it indicates that you are dealing with forces of supernatural, now watch this, God-like. The enemy is an imitator. Come on, somebody. Some of y'all are giving the enemy too much credit. 
Y'all say, the enemy read my mind. He can't read your mind. Only God can read your mind. But he can watch what you do. And what's in your mind is what you do. Come on, somebody. Oh, man. I got got to move on. But watch this. It said, it said, demon gods and evil spirits, now look at this, that hold this dark world in bondage. If you, if you are infatuated with this world, you're at a disadvantage. Because Paul says this world is dark. Look, I don't care how good you think it is, how good that job is. It is attached to this dark world. And it is held in bondage by demon gods and evil spirits. Well, this is Revelation. Watch this, verse 13. I haven't finished yet, even the passage. Watch this. Because of this, you must wear all of the armor of God that God provides so that you're protected as you confront the slanderer. What, for what, what reason? What is the why? I love what Paul does right here. It gives you the why. For you are destined for all things. Watch this. And will rise. What? Victorious. Look. He sums up 10 through 13 with your purpose. You are destined for all things. The word of God says, I will give you the desires of your heart. Come on. You are destined for all things. And in that destiny, you are destined to rise victorious. Why don't we though? Why aren't churches the most powerful organization or entity living in their communities because they haven't tapped into this. Are y'all with me? They want it, but they don't know how to get it. Paul's giving us some clues how we can get it. Why don't we have it, pastor? Because we're just moving from natural to natural. Come on. We're just trying to engage the natural world with natural means. Paul says you will never reach your destiny that way. If you are destined for all things and you will rise victorious, you are going to have to engage the supernatural. Are y'all with me? I know this is stretching you. I know that. I know it is. But I'm telling you, Paul says the most important thing I'm giving you at the end of my letter and all of the things that you will do as you walk through this natural world has to be infused with the supernatural power of God flowing in you and through you because there are supernatural things that are swirling all around you. And we got to get a hold of this. We have to understand that the way that you're going to be victorious in the world is if you awaken to the supernatural. That's what he's talking about. See, see that happened Thursday night. Started getting too much into the supernatural. Everybody started going like. Are y'all with me? One of the reasons that Christians have problems with biblical truths is, is because they're trying to understand it through a natural mind. 
And then they get all bent out of shape. Oh, come on. They get out, bent out of shape when the pastor says you need to stop living together and get married. You go, whoa, whoa, wait, wait, wait a minute. You're messing with my natural now. Paul says we should be spiritual people speaking spiritual things to each other. But if we're, if we're operating in the church like we operate in the dark world, we're just in the natural. There's going to be spiritual things poured over you, and it's going to stir up your natural. Why? Because they're at odds with each other. Is that okay, Pastor? You see, this is Paul saying this isn't natural, it's supernatural. You, the events that you are dealing with are beyond the natural realm. So I want to help you with some of this, and I kind of want to break down what Paul's talking about. Paul's telling us, watch this first truth. Paul's telling us that these struggles are happening in the heavenlies. Okay, let your mind just, just kind of be stretched for a second, okay? Because we're operating in the natural. We're operating in this atmosphere. Are y'all with me? Okay? And, and, and look, I was talking to some men earlier, and we are so accustomed to the natural. Like, we are born into the natural. We're raised in the natural. We're taught to embrace the natural. Amen? We're, the, the American dream is a natural dream. Amen? Is that you have a good, peaceful life. You, you, you go to, you know, like, we're, we're taught, we're encouraged. We're raised up in schools to embrace the natural. Everything that we do is have a better job, have a better life. Do everything that you can to make the natural better. So we have a good grip of the natural, but Paul says there are things, there are even struggles that are happening, but not always in the natural. Most of them are in the heavenly realms. Now, now this, this is, I'm not going to spend a lot of time here, but... There are different levels of heavens. Okay, yeah, some of you are going, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Just write it down, look at it later, okay? I'm just telling you, sometimes we've got to absorb some things. But we look and there are three levels of heaven. And, and one is the one that we live in, and we all know this one. The one we're trying to get to is the place where God his presence, where his presence resides, we would say that is heaven. It is beyond the scope of all things seen. It is outside of this natural realm where there is no hurt, there is no pain, there are no tears. It's the place that our soul should be longing for. It is the place where John, the beloved, wanted to go at the end of Revelation and said, even come Lord Jesus. He was ready to go and to be in the presence of the Lord. Are y'all with me so far? We would say as we study the word that that would be the third heaven. But what Paul gives us an indicator of, and this is through the words that he uses, is that there is a second heaven. How do I know that? Because when he says there are struggles that are happening, in the, that these are rulers of the heavenly realms, that word heavenly 
transliterates really deep. You've got to go really deep with it. But you find this little nugget that says it is under heaven. Now watch this. Well, you go, well, that could be us. It can't, uh, let me ask you. When, when Jesus saw in Luke 10, he said, I saw Satan fall like a bolt of lightning. Okay? Y'all with me? Where did he go? He said, when he went to earth, why don't we see him? Where is the third of the, of the angels that fell with him? Why, why, why are they not hanging out with us? Because they are operating just beyond the natural. Just outside of the scope of the natural mind. See, some of you right now, you're, boy, you're squinting. You're going, I'm trying. I can't see it. You cannot see it with the, and that is where, that is where evil sports, evil, evil spirits and demon gods love to rule because it's just outside of your scope. Y'all with me? You're like, man, something's going on, and I don't know what's going on. And they're just right outside of the scope going, yeah, I know, you don't know. You don't see us. Y'all with me? You don't see us. There are struggles. This is my point with this. Not to, not to blow your mind, but, 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 to, but to let you know that Paul is telling us through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody. That there are struggles that your natural mind can't make sense of. And it is just outside of your scope. And if you do not allow your mind to be spiritually awakened, you are going to struggle in this natural realm. But when you get it, when you allow your mind to go there, things will start popping off. You'll go like, man, I, uh, I don't want to see it, but I know where it's coming from. Are y'all with me? I'm going to leave that there. I hope y'all took some notes. I'm going to give you this truth that Paul is talking about. Paul says there are struggles that are happening in the heavenlies, but also there are supernatural forces that are working against you. There are supernatural forces. Paul says when you get into hand-to-hand combat, Y'all with me? Some of y'all are more lovers than fighters. When I was before Jesus, I just say pre-Jesus, I was a fighter. Like I would fight you just because it was on. You know, like you look at me wrong. We did, I just, it was one of the things. I would fight a tree. Okay? So I get what Paul's saying is that there is an engagement. And, and, and as God got a hold of my heart, as he transformed my mind, I began to realize that he uses that to fight against for the good of his people. So it's just a different fight. He's, he's refocusing me. He's using me for what he created me for now. But Paul is telling us that there is going to be an engagement. But what he gives us a clue to is this is not in the physical and, and look, 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 look. I know that it's hard. That if somebody offends you, it is hard for you to look past the physical. I know. 
that it's hard to go, man, I got cut by that word. But the enemy who, remember, the enemy who is just working right outside of your scope of sight loves if you make that person the target and never them the target. Oh, he loves it. Man, he loves it. If your wife cooks something that you don't like, and you've been working all day, and you come home, and you're like, I didn't want that. Y'all with me? And then she gets all upset because she spent time cooking at it, and then y'all go at each other. Watch this. Those demon gods and evil spirits are just stand outside of your scope just laughing. Say, we got them, boys. They're fighting each other. If they're fighting each other, they'll never see us. We just keep stirring them up. How many of y'all know an instigator? I was always the instigator. Y'all with me? I just was. You know, in high school, I don't know, back in the day, like back in the day, it was the person going, fight, 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 fight. Like, just this guy, like, oh, I know you are not going to let him talk to you that way. Y'all with me? See, these, these, these supernatural forces, they are warring against you. This is why, boy, somebody better write this down. This is why you struggle when you try to read your word. Oh, come on. This is why you find opposition when you're trying to create some alone time, mama. And all of a sudden, the kids wake up. I mean, the kids aren't the problem. Y'all with me? But there are spiritual forces that are trying to prevent you from getting into that place because if you get into that place, you are going to be infused with some supernatural power that is going to engage your day and flow in you and through you, and they will do whatever they need to do to stop you from getting that daily infusion. Listen, the enemy will even try to stop you from worshiping. And some of you don't know this, but I'm just going to give it to you. The one who leads this band of evil spirits was once known as Lucifer. His role, according to Ezekiel 20, 28 and Isaiah 14, was his, he had pipes of gold. That meant that he was the master worshiper. He led the chorus of angels. He was the one doing this. Some of y'all not old school. Okay. Y'all ought to get to old school church. Okay. So, so, but what happened was, is he became prideful in what God gave him. Uh-oh. He was in the moment of that pride, he was cast down. But in the casting, he was stripped of his purpose. In that casting, God created. Guess what he created? Man. Guess what he allowed man to do that no other creature can do? Worship. Guess who the master worshipers are today? Oh, y'all, it's, 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 it's popping off, ain't it? 
So let me show you this. When you go to worship and you feel a resistance, it's because you are throwing in the face of Satan himself what he can never do again. And when you worship, listen to me, when you worship, hold on, hold on, when you worship, you are punishing him. Because you are telling him you've been stripped of your created purpose and I got it now. And don't tell me that he ain't going to come against you. Listen, listen, your struggle is not with your spouse. It is with powers and principalities and authorities of darkness. Your struggle is not against your children. It is against powers and principalities and authorities of darkness. Are y'all with me? You, oh, this is going to hurt somebody. Watch this. Your struggle is not with the government. It is with the powers and principalities and authorities of darkness that are ruling that government. You say, I can't pray for my president. You can if you look past the flesh. If you stop warring against flesh and blood, you can pray for his salvation and that that demon facade would just be eroded off of him and he would come. Do you believe he can get saved? But you better engage the spirit. You better stop looking at him in the natural. Come on, somebody. Guess what? Your struggle is not against. Mm, your struggle is not with church hurt. Your struggle is not with pastors and leaders and people that are trying to get it right as well, who are working on the same journey that you are. Listen, the, the enemy loves nothing more than to see a church engage a spirit of division because that church is looking at each other and not looking at the real enemy. The moment that offense arises in you, you better stop and go, no, I do not war against flesh and blood. Oh, that is a spirit of offense in me. If somebody doesn't say hello to you this morning, listen, it is not them. They stumbling in just like you are. All right? Just go, I, will I refuse to be offended. Are y'all with me? It's not that. Listen, we are, what, 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 watch this, watch this. The enemy wants to kill, steal, and destroy. That's what Peter says. Let me give you this testimony. We're going to move to the next point. Watch this. There was a moment in my ministry, and I was out visiting, and, 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 and at the time, you just cold knocked some doors, amen? And we were just out there. I was just trying to share the gospel. And, man, I'm telling you, people were getting saved. It was just, it was a great time. And, um, and, and so I'm driving home one night, and I cross this intersection, and I'm telling you, I've been in car wrecks, too many of them, but I've been in car wrecks. There was no difference in what happened to me in that intersection than what I felt in some of the worst car wrecks I've ever been in. It was the most violent. I, in fact, I could see in the spirit a, a, a vehicle hit my driver door. 
And this was happening in milliseconds as I was crossing through this intersection. And I went through the intersection, and I was like, oh, my God. And I, and I drove home, and I said, God, what happened? He said this. He said, the enemy would take you out if you allow him. The enemy will take you out if I let him do it. You have an enemy who is out to kill, steal, and destroy you, and he has nothing to do with the physical. It is all in the spiritual. Let me give you this one now. While you have spiritual forces that are working against you, you have a spiritual force who is working for you. This is what we need to get a hold to right here. Is yes, you have an enemy. No, he is not of flesh and blood. But you have a supernatural force that you can engage to defeat your enemy. The problem, the reason that Christians find themselves defeated again and again and again is, is because they won't allow a spiritual awakening to happen in their mind. And they're trying to engage a supernatural God-like enemy with natural power. Every time you do that, you will find yourself defeated. But what Paul tells us is you have access to a supernatural power that controls them. You have power not only to defeat them, but you have power to the one who created them. And I don't know if you know this, but if you create something, you have the power to destroy it. It doesn't have power over you. Some of us are thinking that the enemy has more power than God. And we're walking our faith out like he does not. I'm telling you, he does not. I'm telling you today, right now, that there is an access to a power that will infuse within you. And it is not natural. It is supernatural. And you can tap into it because of your relationship with Jesus Christ. When you understand this and you start speaking the name of Jesus, guess what? Knees will bow. Guess what? Tongues will confess. Watch this. Guess what? When you speak the name of Jesus in the understanding of the power that is infused in you, guess what? Demons will flee. Come on, you go into your house and go, no, 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 not, not anymore. You, you do not have access to my children anymore. You do not have access to my marriage anymore. In the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody. Not in my power, but in his power, I command you to get out of here. Listen, some of us need to start using the power that God has given us. Hmm. Do you know not only do you have access to supernatural power, you have access to heavenly power. That when you have access to the name of Jesus, to the personhood of Jesus, to, the, to, to, to God himself, you have access to the host of angel armies. You don't have to fight by yourself. God showed me this. Let me give you this testimony. We're going, to do some, we're going to do some work. Three years ago, I knew God was going to be shifting some things in Rose Pine. And I began in November. And I started, I just put everything aside. 
I just, you know, I was like, God, you'll take care of your church or do whatever. I got to get close to you. I got to get in with you. I, 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 I just got to, we got to get reconnected. And I, and I began that journey. And I remember one, night, one, one morning, Nicole had gone to school to teach. And I was in there in my time in my living room. And I was just, meditation music was going on. And I'm just in that place, man. And I was just standing there. I was just standing there. I began to pray. I don't even remember what I was praying. But I was just beginning to pray. I just began to pray. And it, as I be, the more I began to pray, the more I began to engage the supernatural. And, and I understand today what Paul says. He says, I don't know if I was in the body or out of the body. I know that my feet were in that location in my living room, but my spirit went somewhere else. And, and I began to pray, man. I was praying. I was crying out. Pastor's trying to get y'all to cry out with your mouth. There's power in your crying out. And I just began to cry out. Look, there were some voices and some utterances that were happening that, look, only heaven knows what was happening in that place. But I remember waking up in the spirit, and I began to I began to see my, I, something began to open and I saw that I was in this valley and all around me was this ridge all the way around me and I went God where am I he said you're in West Louisiana he said there's a ridge you are in a valley and I began to see the, the enemy because that's known as no man's land spirit of lawlessness and I began to see the enemy and just out of this spirit I just begin to call down the host of angel army. And all along that ridge, I could see angels just, just poised. They were poised. It was the most powerful thing I'd ever seen. They were poised and they were facing the valley. And I just, and God just began to speak through me. And I said, in the name of Jesus, invade the valley. And I'm telling you, in my living room, I felt this wind rush past me. I mean, it was, I don't know if you've ever had somebody run past you. There were multitudes and hosts just invade dust, just hit the air, man. And I'm telling you, as I open my eyes again, all of those angels were invading the valley. God showed me right there I have access to the hosts of the angel army if I'll just open my mind. If I would just tap in to the supernatural power that will defeat the enemy. And as I watched this, 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 this host of angel armies invading, they were going from house to house to house to house. And as they would go into the house, they would throw people out of it. They were snatching them out of the fire. And they were, and they were throwing them in front of me. And he said, now disciple them. The spirit against your marriage does not stand a chance. The spirit against your children does not stand a chance. The spirit of this world does not stand a chance if you will wake up and you will start crying out to God, open my mind. Come on, let's stand up in this place. Some of you today need your minds open. I'm going to start praying and I'm going to ask you today, would you be so hungry? Would you be so 
ready for God to infuse you with a supernatural power that can defeat every enemy in the spirit that you come against, that you will run to these altars today, that you would allow pastors to start praying over you, that you would begin to cry out to God, that he would begin to show you in the spirit who you are, what all he has in store for you and how victorious you really are because the enemy is blinding you. Let him tear the veil today. That your mind would be open. I'm going to begin to pray. And I'm going to ask you to start coming. Our pastors are going to start praying over you. Let's engage the spirit today. Let's engage the supernatural for our victory, for your family, for our community. Come on, somebody. Father, in the name of Jesus right now, Lord, I ask that you would tear the veil. Father, I'm asking right now that you would peel back. Come on. Come on. Are you hungry this morning? Come on. Begin to move right now. Come on, begin to move on behalf of your family. Begin to move on behalf of your community. Father, in the name of Jesus right now, Father, we ask that you would open our minds. Open our minds, God. Come on, begin to ask him. Tear the veil from my mind, Father. Give me a supernatural power. Infuse me this morning, Father. All that I am at your feet to pour out my love and to praise you over and over. Okay. 